Welcome to Nifty Thinking. I'm your host, Kevin Simcock, founder of Nifty Picnic Creative Marketing. This podcast is all about providing brands with the tools, insights, and strategies they need to stand out in their industry and grow their business. For over 25 years, I've helped some of the largest brands in the world achieve outstanding growth. And I wanna help you build your brand too. So let's get started with some nifty thinking. Welcome to episode five. In this episode, I wanna talk about something that I get asked a lot from brands who are just starting out or have limited budgets. And that question is, how do I grow my brand on a small budget? So let's talk about it. Over the years, I've had the pleasure of being able to work with some of the largest brands in the world, as well as some small independent brands. And no matter how big or how small they are, they always seem to have a similar challenge, which is how do we make our marketing budget go farther and how do we make it work, quote unquote, harder? Every dollar counts and every dollar has to work towards driving results, or as we call it in the industry, ROI, your return on investment. If you have a limited budget, you really need to be smart with your money and every dollar has to be allocated towards turning ROI. So how do you make a smaller budget work harder and drive results? Well, the first thing we really have to talk about is identifying what is the business problem that the marketing dollars actually need to solve. Before you can go out and start spending and throwing money around, what is it that you're trying to solve for? Are you launching a brand and you need to generate awareness and then sales? Or do you have an existing brand and sales are down? Do you know why sales are down? Do you know what part of your sales funnel is actually contributing to low sales? So once you've identified what your business problem is that you need to solve, the next step is to take a look at your sales funnel. So let's take a couple minutes and just talk about the sales funnel and what it is and why we use it. So the sales funnel, it's called a sales funnel because, well, it's funnel shaped, but it also represents the stages your target consumer goes through on their path to purchase of your product or your service. And the funnel is broken up into sections. It's wide at the top and it's narrow at the bottom. And the shape of the funnel both correlates to the effort required for each stage, as well as the potential spend that you have to allocate to each stage. So the basic stages of a sales funnel from top to bottom are as follows. Awareness, which is at the top. Below that is discovery, then evaluation, then consideration or intent, then purchase. And at the bottom is loyalty. So the reason why we're looking at the sales funnel and why you have to know the sales funnel and what part of the sales funnel is impacting your business problem is because we use the sales funnel to determine what stages do we need to allocate your budget to? Is it one stage? Is it multiple stages? Or is it the entire sales funnel in the case of potentially launching a new product, for example? So each stage uses specific marketing strategies and requires different dollar allocation. So depending on what your business problem is, determines what stages of the funnel need to be engaged. So let me just unpack each one of these stages a little bit so that you have a better understanding of what I'm talking about and why the sales funnel is so important to the process. 
if you know what a sales funnel is, and this is going to bore you, uh, use the chapter markers and jump to the next section. So at the very top of the funnel, we have awareness. No one will buy your product or service if they don't know about it. So at the very top of the funnel, we have awareness. And this is the widest part of the funnel. And the reason why it's the widest is because you really want to reach as many of your core target audience as you can. So think of it as casting a wide net, so to speak. Now, there's also a direct correlation to the wideness of this to the amount of money that you need to allocate and spend in order to generate awareness in a large portion of the population. So the next stage down in the funnel is discovery. And this is where people have heard of your brand. So they've gone through the awareness part at the very top of the, of the funnel. And now they're one step down, which is discovery. So they've heard of your brand, but they want to know more. If people can't find you, they can't buy your product or service. So at this stage, your marketing spend and your marketing dollars will go towards things like making sure you have a web presence, making sure you have social media accounts, your URL strategy, making sure your URL is easy to find, your ranking on Google. All of these things will help at this stage of discovery. So the next stage under discovery is evaluation. This is where consumers dig a little bit deeper. They compare your brand to other brands that are in the same category, and they look to see if you actually do what you say you do. This is where they look at things like how well is your product made compared to others? What is unique about your product as compared to others? Do your values align with theirs? They're really looking at the why behind your brand. And at this stage, they're really starting to formulate a decision as to whether or not they're going to purchase your brand, whether there's an alignment with your brand and what they're looking for. The next stage in the sales funnel is consideration or intent. And this is where people are, they're really starting to consider whether or not they're going to purchase your product or service. They've validated your brand. They've done some research. Now they're looking at things like consumer reviews. They're looking to their online community or their, com their community of influence. And they're starting to compare things like your price and your value proposition. So things really important here are your price, the value that you have to offer versus your competitors. And does that align with what your consumer target group is looking for? So at this stage, some of the marketing spend that you would consider would be sales offers, discount offers, leveraging influencers and other key opinion leaders to speak on behalf of your brand and to help promote your brand. There's a variety of ways that you could allocate your marketing dollars to help drive consideration and increase the intent to purchase. So the next stage after this is arguably probably one of the most important, or at least it drives one of the biggest metrics that all brands use, and that is purchase. These are your sales numbers. So this is when people have decided they're in full alignment with your brand. They like what it's about. They like the value that it offers them, and they want to move ahead with a purchase. So the biggest thing you want to look at here and we would look to potentially allocate marketing dollars is the purchase experience itself. So your brand purchase experience, whether it's a service or a product, needs to be effortless and it needs to be seamless. This is also where 
packaging can come into play. There needs to be a level of quality that matches the brand's qualities. Let me give you an example. When you buy an Apple product, it comes packaged in a very specific way. The packaging both reflects the brand, it's simple, it's minimalist, it's clean, it's effortless. When you unbox a product, it's simply presented, everything works right out of the box, so there is no disappointment when it comes to the purchase decision. And when it comes to where you can purchase, you can purchase the product at many different outlets. You can go to a Mac store or you can go to any one of the suppliers that sells Apple products. So the entire purchase experience ends up being effortless, seamless, and at every touch point, it reflects the brand's values. And trust me, Apple spends a lot of marketing dollars to ensure this. So this is one thing to consider in terms of where to allocate your marketing dollars is what is your purchase experience like for your consumers? So the next stage after purchase is loyalty. And the reason why it's at the bottom of the funnel and the reason why it's small is because a small portion of your target audience will have the potential to turn into brand advocates. So these are the people who they've gone through the whole experience they've purchased and they've absolutely loved the customer satisfaction that they've received through the purchase process. They love your brand, they love everything it stands for, and these people become advocates on behalf of the brand. And again, going back to Apple, it's very easy to use that as an example. There are people that will line up for days on end to buy the latest Apple product because they love the brand so much. The experience that they've had with the product, what it represents, the value alignment, that whole customer experience, how they're treated, those are all the factors of why they become loyal brand advocates. They will tell their friends, they will tell the people that are within their circle of influence how great your brand is, and that in turn helps to drive sales. So that's the sales funnel. And now you know why the sales funnel is so important in determining where your marketing dollars need to be allocated or potentially can be allocated. So knowing this, let's finally get to the magical question of how do you make the biggest impact given the budget that you have? In my opinion, if you want the biggest bang for your marketing dollars and you need to make your marketing budget work harder, then I would suggest you focus on video content for your brand. There was a recent online survey conducted by Wise Owl, and it showed that over 90% of brands who use video to market their products or services actually get a positive ROI, and that video has had a direct positive impact on their sales. So in my opinion, skip the print ads. Skip the transit ads, forget web banners, or a really fancy, expensive, and elaborate website, and all of those other costly items that you really can't afford anyway. Instead, focus on video content across social platforms. And I know what you're thinking. This is great, Kevin, but how exactly do we do that? Here's what I would suggest. When it comes to social media platforms, it really is the Wild West out there, but there are rules, and the rules are kind of simple be genuine, and be engaging. And when it comes to video, video is the most consumed media on the internet. 
Literally millions of videos are uploaded every minute of every day. And that's because the barrier to entry is now lower than what it once was. But that means you really need great content to get your target consumer's attention. A well-timed tweet, a TikTok video with a great hook, or a moving Instagram story can give your brand visibility and drive engagement without a massive price tag. And that's why you should be using it. So here are some platforms that I would suggest you consider to leverage the most out of your marketing dollars. The first platform is Pinterest. Everyone's heard of it, and if you haven't by now, dig into it, dive into it, explore it, and, and really kind of see what it has to offer. Pinterest is great because you can do mixed media on Pinterest, image-based content as well as video-based content. The great thing about Pinterest is you can also drive purchase right from within a content pin. So you can show a piece of content and right from within that piece of content, drive them to a purchase page. So now someone can go right from the awareness part of the funnel all the way down to the purchase in one location and in the least amount of steps possible. And that means the least amount of dollars spent for you. So consider Pinterest, it's got a ton of potential. The next platform, uh, which is probably no surprise, is YouTube. YouTube is the second largest search engine next to Google. YouTube is the go-to destination for people who are looking for how-to information, unboxing information, reviews of products and services. It's a whole community all on its own. If you have limited marketing dollars, you really need to consider YouTube, both long form and short form content. Now, one of the things I will say about YouTube is I really hate pre-roll ads, specifically those stupid ads that you can't click through that you're forced to watch. In my opinion, pre-roll ads are the worst way to spend your marketing dollars. If you have to force someone to sit there and listen to your message, there's something wrong. So in my opinion, avoid them, but use YouTube for both long and short form content to promote your brand. The next platform is TikTok. And one of the things you have to know about TikTok is this really is a B2C platform. So when you're creating content on TikTok, you really have to make sure you're either being entertaining with your brand content, you're educating with your brand content, you're being engaging with your content, or you're empowering people with your content. Don't just put ads up on TikTok. They won't work. People aren't there for that reason. So TikTok is a great way to engage the very top part of your sales funnel, which is awareness. You can generate a lot of awareness and get a lot of eyeballs on your content if it's created properly on TikTok. The next platform is Instagram. Now Instagram, unlike TikTok, is more B2C and B2B friendly. So Instagram, there's a lot more appetite to see branded content and to follow brands on Instagram. Instagram has, again, mixed media. You can use both images, memes. You can use Instagram stories. You can do long form content. It's really flexible that way. And Instagram allows you to create a community. The final platform that I would recommend that you allocate some marketing dollars to is Facebook. Facebook, in my opinion, should be used to generate feedback for engagement 
and for conversation. Each of these platforms that I talked about, you can do that in varying degrees. But Facebook really is about building a community and having engaging conversations. Now, I'm by no means a social media expert. And so I just want to say that if you do have a limited marketing budget, I would highly recommend that you take a look at some of these social media platforms and leverage video content with your marketing dollars. You will get a bigger bang, a bigger return on investment if you leverage these platforms in the right way and use creative video content to promote your brand. So in addition to leveraging video content and social media platforms, the other thing I would suggest is looking at partnerships. A lot of smaller brands overlook this option, but if you have a limited budget to work with, partnering up with another brand, another like-minded brand that may be in the same category as you or a complementary category is a great way to pool resources and make your budgets work harder. A lot of big global brands do this. Quite possibly the most iconic partnership of all time is between Nike and Michael Jordan. The Air Jordan brand sets the bar for how a great partnership can elevate a brand to iconic status. So you may be small alone, but together you could be mighty. So collaborating with complementary brands, collaborating with influencers, or even local businesses can help you make your marketing dollars stretch further. So to recap, before you start spending your marketing dollars, be sure to determine your business objectives, the problem that you need to solve, and really identify which area of the sales funnel you're going to focus on. If you have a small budget, but you want to make a big impact, I suggest you leverage video content across social media platforms. Your marketing dollars can go further than other traditional media routes. You can also look at partnerships with other complementary brands that share your similar value. This is a great way to get greater reach and ROI on your spend. Well, that's today's episode. Thanks so much for listening. And I hope this gave you some ideas on how to make your marketing dollars go farther. And as always, if you have any questions about what we talked about today, or if you need help with your next project, please drop me an email. I'll leave the link in the show notes. Join me next episode as I discuss where the advertising and marketing industry is headed and how creative professionals can future-proof their talents. You won't want to miss it. Be sure to come back for more information, insights, and strategies on how to grow your business right here on Nifty Thinking.